Yeah, it's Neil Considine. I'm an assistant director for uh, youth leisure and communities at Oldham Council. So, venues such as this, Neil, uh, are obviously now well established. They've been here for a few years, but they still need constant support and guidance. How, how sort of gratifying is it for you as a as a, as a member of the council to to see things like this happening today? Yeah, it's, I mean, first of all, what I'd say it's really important for buildings such as this and organisations such as this to be in the heart of our communities. Um, real, really importantly that we've got people here who are putting hours and hours of volunteering in um, and lots of different activities for, for the community. But actually be listening to the community about what they want uh, and then providing that activity as is appropriate, whether that's football uh, or yoga or, as, as we've heard today, quite a lot of health interventions yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Um, along with education as, as activities too so for me you know really really important that we've got organizations like that like this within our communities great to be joined by Naz from the Alzheimer's Society um, I suspect from your very passionate plea to the people here at Greenhill today Naz that it's difficult to reach South Asian communities, particularly with Alzheimer's and dementia, is, is that reasonable? Yeah, yes it is. And our service has been specifically set up for that purpose. So I've been four times the project manager for the whole of Greater Manchester and the project is called Sahara, which means support in Urdu. And we've been set up to specifically support the South Asian communities of Greater Manchester uh, for dementia support services. So what we're doing is we're educating the South Asian communities with regard to dementia support, as well as giving them post and pre-diagnostic support um, in the comfort of their own homes. In a week where there's been a little bit of more glimmer of hope with some new medical breakthroughs with drugs and things for Alzheimer's, um, how challenging is it with the South Asian communities? Is, is there this degree of pride that we see so often in many other aspects of healthcare? I think, I think it's not so much pride, but I think it's the culture of the South Asian communities. We very much like to look after our own. And I think it's also a lack of education as well. So for example, I've just been on an assessment with a South Asian family and they very much cope on their own. There's an extended family situation, everybody mucks in, there's the sons they muck in, daughter-in-law's muck in, father has got dementia, they're all coping. But what we're trying to do is tell them, listen, you don't have to cope on your own. There is support for you. So what we're doing is going in, helping them to find what support is available for them. So there are benefits that they're not applying for, such as council tax benefits, such as carers relief, such as attendance allowance. They're not applying for basic allowances that they're entitled to. And then on top of that, we're just trying to make sure that they're accessing support groups. So for example, if there's a luncheon club that their dad might be able to go to, so that they can access things that might be able to support with their cognitive ability. And that's, that's really important when you've got dementia. We all know that if you're accessing groups that are going to support with your cognitive function, it's going to help you. So it's really about, it's a big job to do, we know that, but with the support that we've got from the society, where we've got this team which is specifically set up for the South Asian community where we speak the languages, we really feel that we're 
opening doors now into the South Asian communities. Fantastic. Where can we signpost our listeners to for, for more information on this specific yeah, project? So uh, we, you can contact us by um, our, our phone number by calling 0161 470 6048 and you can contact one of our advisors for a confidential chat and also you can email us at sahara, S-A-H-A-R-A, at alzheimers.org.uk and one of our advisors will get back in touch with you for a confidential chat. Great to talk to you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name's Shugusta Majid and I'm uh, with um, Alzheimer's Society with uh, the Team Sahara, which is um, um, supporting the South Asian community with dementia. Now, we heard earlier from Naz, uh, one of your colleagues in, uh, at the, uh, the Sahara Project, um, but you were very, very keen to come on Oldham Community Radio today, today to tell our listeners that really, perhaps, you are the culprit, you are the originator of, of, of this thing because you had real experience and found a need. Tell us, if you can, about your circumstances. Yeah, so the reason I took this role on was because I have lived in experience. Um, my father-in-law had dementia and I was his uh, carer and he had it for nearly 10 years before he passed away and in those 10 years I struggled on my own. There was nothing out there that was of any use to my father-in-law. There was no community groups that catered for his needs, his dietary needs, his language, his cultural needs. So I really struggled and then eventually um, I approached my local councillor because they're quick enough to knock on our doors when they want our votes. So I approached our local councillor who very kindly did source some funding for us and we opened up a, a social group for the elderly men which to this day is now running and it's been eight years since my father-in-law's passed away. It's still running to this day and I would contribute £10 towards the drinks but I was just adamant that something was out there for my father-in-law just for his mental well-being to be out of the house. But to this day, as far as I know, I've been in this role for nearly four months. There's only one group that runs which is dementia-friendly for the South Asian community and this is what we want to make that... Dementia in our communities, there's a big stigma about it and people don't accept it and they don't even have a word in our language to know what dementia is. And the word that they could use is not a very nice word, so I won't even say what it is. So um, this is what I want to, I'm, I'm very passionate about people knowing that this is an illness and it's not just people getting old and losing their memory, that it's an illness and that just like everything else, there's support for cancer, there's support for heart disease, that there's support there for dementia as well and you're not on this in this alone and then please come to us and ask for help ask for advice and we'll signpost you to the right support and don't as a carer I know how deflated I was and sometimes I was literally like giving up and I didn't know where to go even trying to get support from family is very difficult because everyone's in their own homes doing their own things they've got their own lives and it was always ended up with me having to do everything so I just want that, that it's not only the person with dementia that needs support, it's the carer as well that needs support. This appears to me to be a marvellous legacy for your dad. He'd be very it proud is. of you. I hope he is. I hope he is. Judy's women from UK fostering, uh, which we, we see quite extensively in Oldham. Uh, and obviously there is a, a huge shortage of foster carers. 
is, is that kind of even more so with the South Asian community that you're trying to reach to? It is, absolutely. And also the South Asian community aren't aware of that and the local authorities don't really discuss that. So we are widening our horizons. Um, we have many foster carers already in Oldham who are um, from the South Asian community and they're trying to spread the word as as we are because there's lots of children there who are Muslim who need that support around their culture and uh, want that support. If they're placed with somebody maybe with a different faith it may not work for them and it may not work for the foster carers as well. So we've come here today to spread the awareness and share what's needed to be a foster carer. Um, some people aren't aware of that as long as they've got the love, the time and a spare room and the flexibility. I was quite surprised listening to you talk to the, the people here earlier Jude that the actual process for becoming a, a, a foster carer from start to finish perhaps isn't as onerous as people might initially think, is it? No, and that sometimes will put people off because they don't have that awareness of how long it is. It's only about 16 weeks, on average 16 weeks, and it entails a visit from myself and then some references and then an independent social worker who will speak to them as foster carers and also the members of the family as well to see what they feel. They may already have children at the home and to ensure that those children feel comforted, supported to have another young person join them. So it's to make sure that they receive the support that they need and also they're able to support each other with the new young person moving in with them and then being able to give them the time and the flexibility that they would need. And what kind of on the first uh, first reaction has the reaction been from the uh, the event here today? It's been amazing. Each event that we go to, it's like um, it's a, a light bulb moment for people. People haven't given it the thought because it's not something that they think about each day. But when we say how easy the process is, what it is that it entails, what the benefits are also to foster, then people come over to us and they speak about it. We've got so many. Muslim um, foster carers in Oldham because of the word of our foster carers have already spread. So it's amazing. So we're just helping our foster carers spread the word. They're amazing. Uh, okay, so uh, we're, uh, we're at Oldham Green Hill Sports uh, Centre and I suppose with the emphasis on sports it's uh, nice to be joined now by James Wainwright who's really the man behind the sporty aspect of the centre here. Yeah, so at the moment um, we run about 20 projects around West Oldham, so that ranges from Ashton Road uh, roundabout straight down to Fittinil, um, walking football, uh, luncheon club, uh, back to football, soccer size, chair based activities that run right across West Oldham. So there's something for all ages in that lot, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. So what we try and do is from 16 plus in West Oldham there's going to be a free uh, football related sports activity for any any adult. So how many people take part on a typical week would you say James? We're, we're approaching nearly 200 a week um, and we're, we're looking at a couple more projects on Fit and Ill so hopefully we'll get around to sort of the 250 mark. And we often hear don't we how young people particularly are they, they get a bit of a bad press don't they sometimes but what's your experience on that how do they engage with events and, and activities such as here absolutely so we've got quite a lot from the 16 plus age group who are really really keen not only to take part in the physical activity um, but to give back as well so we've put quite a few of the younger lads 
on level one coaching badges um, and level two coaching badges so they will continue the projects to create that sort of sustainable element moving forward. Those massive opportunities for progression then as you say. Absolutely yeah so potentially into paid employment if that's something they want to do so we're looking to link with um, further education centres to, to, to work, work with the young people to provide them opportunities. It's great to be able to report these really positive uh, positive stories as we say in, in a time when perhaps young people maybe don't get the the credit and the benefits that they deserve. Thanks for chatting to me, James. Not a problem, thank you. Now, we've talked to so many people at Oldham Greenhill Centre today, um, but the, probably the most important person, the lady who runs the whole thing and keeps everybody in check and makes sure that things go according to plan and probably has been responsible for this wonderful spread of food today, is with me now. What's your name, my love? My name's Kohinoor. Kohima, I missed your speech at the start, Kohima, do forgive me, I, um, I, I did bring a note, I, well, I wasn't late, um, so it's a bit of a big responsibility to be manager of this wonderful facility isn't it? It is, but it's worth it as well, definitely when the participants, you see, when you see the difference you've made to someone, be it menti mentally, emotionally, it does make my day and all this is worth it. I mean, I kind of thought, you know, when obviously we got the invitation, and the invitation was sent out by... Me, Ruffia. I know, Ruffia, thank you. Thank <laughs> you won't you. forget my name. Ah, we won't, we won't, we won't. Ruffia was the MC for today, wasn't she? Was doing, she, was. she was doing all the introducing and things like that. But when I, when I got the invitation, I thought, OK, it's yeah, sports, recreation. But do you know the one thing that I've learned today is that you are a complete and utter set of stars who do so much alter community work um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned today just by being here in the, in the, in the hour or so is that the amount of healthcare information and advice um, and, and that is difficult to reach in your communities isn't Definitely it? Definitely is yeah um, something like cancer a lot of people don't know where to go or who to speak to Alzheimer's a lot of our older generation they're not aware of what it is they wouldn't class it as an illness or something they'll think oh it's something that memory they can't remember that's all they'll say but then when we speak to professionals like the Alzheimer's Society we teach them as well as us learning as well as them yeah yeah uh, and Rufia you, you'd obviously echo those sentiments too wouldn't you yes definitely and I think dementia is something that's close to me because my dad had dementia um, for a really long time so it's something that you don't hear about unless you've been through it, you've experienced it, then you know how difficult it can be for everybody involved. So many people are touched by these different illnesses and, and, and conditions and, you know, in, in, in white communities, you can go to your GP and people don't think twice about it and can be referred. But obviously, what you're doing with the South Asian communities is absolutely... Is it groundbreaking? Because we've talked to, to people, you know, like Bethany, who says she's been inundated with people now who finally have an opportunity to talk about the menopause and things like that. It's something that um, I think the older generation ladies who were too shy or too embarrassed to talk about, or they didn't know who, if their GP was a male, they probably wouldn't have gone to a male GP. Sometimes it could be the cultural thing as well, do I speak to somebody or not, but when someone like Bethany's on the floor, they do actually find them approachable to go and speak to directly, and I think that's what we need in our community, more awareness for everything. Yeah, so it's like the awareness in the community centre, like our centre here, what community-based 
it's like surgeries, come and hold the cancer awareness, the fostering, anything within the community. That's where people are coming to. That's where they hear about it. They go to a GP, I'm sorry, but they do not have sign-posting things and it's hard to get appointments. You can't find appointments. So we can sign-post to other bodies, other organisations where we think it's most relevant. People do come, talk to us in confidence about things and we do say, you know, best baby, go there, go there, or we have this going on. We have so much going on um, behind you with our boards. Um, at the moment, there is one thing I'd like you to have on here. We have sent sessions on Saturday morning. It's actually free for sending children and siblings and their parents. Um, just till that funding runs out. It's just a tiny, tiny pop. We're going to run it for as long as we can. Um, 11 till 1 on a Saturday morning. So it's just free. For, usually we obviously charge for our play area. At that time, we will be charging. So the kids can come and have a little play for free for a couple of hours that's a bargain isn't it that i mean that that's absolutely because health and well-being aside this is this venue is used for so many different things isn't it i mean it's a big community hub just tell us about some of the other things that go on here i like rugby we've got the summer half coming up children's activities over four weeks four days four weeks four hours um every half term whether it's half or not we still do a camp we do project as you can see of all the people here. A lot of the ladies are here, yoga, zumba. What else have we got? Uh, English classes, music, Indian head massage. Girls Club. Girls Youth Club. We've got a boys youth club. We have a Friday football for the little boys as well. Saturday motorsports. Something every day. Always something going on. Well, you guys are the glue in the society here that holds everything together. So well, well done and. and uh, Keep up the good work, that's all we can say. Well Thank done. Councillor Jenny Harrison is with me, ward councillor, one of the ward councillors here. And um, Jenny, you sort of walked in the room uh, and everybody seems to know you for obvious reasons, I guess. But you must be thrilled when you see events like this pull together so much talent, expertise, but crucially information. Absolutely, it's important that we get the right information to people, to women, about their health um, and other aspects of their lives. There's so much on social media and other things that is misleading. Um, it's important that people get the actual facts, know how things affect them and their lives, and encourage them to look after themselves, to keep themselves healthy, so that they're in a much stronger position to be able to help their families and friends. And it's all about building each other up. I'm very proud that this uh, place is in our ward, in Alexandra Ward, and that we can support it. And yes, I'm glad I'm well known because it means I've made a lot of friends in, in the time coming here um, and I'm always glad to support events here. The leaders, uh, you know, they're just putting on such a marvellous array of events and activities, something for every age, the play centre, the cafe and all the courses that they put on. Yeah, Green Hill is absolutely fantastic.